0: take communion and I'm going to read it out of the scriptures first. And then we're going to take it a little bit different. I want to take it uh, with a little more intention than um, sometimes that we do when we take it. So um, to give it a little fuller meeting tonight. So I'm reading this out actually out of the Passion because I love what it says, how it puts it in the Passion. Now, I use two Bibles. I know some people. I like the Passion because sometimes it speaks to me the way I feel the Father wants to speak to me, but I also use regular the other translations. Um, Amplified is one of my favorite. New King James Version is another one. So NIVs. There's a lot of different ones, but anyway, I'm, I'm going to do this one out of the passion because I, when I read it out of both versions, I really liked how this said it. As they ate, Jesus, as they ate, which we have just done. Jesus took the bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to his disciples. He said to them, this is my body, eat it. Then taking the cup of wine and giving praises to the Father, he entered into covenant with them, saying, this is my blood. Each of you must drink it in fulfillment of the covenant, for this is the blood that seals the new covenant." It will be poured out for many for complete forgiveness of sins. So tonight when we take that, um, the, I love how it speaks of the covenant. And I'm going to talk about covenant just briefly uh, a little bit later and how important it is. But it's that, um, it's that promise that we receive when we receive Jesus. And it's a covenant of, that does not get broken. It's never broken by God. And so when he's breaking that with us, he said, this is a forever thing with me. When it first says, take the body, I want you to think about right now, as we take this, I kind of want you to be um, participating as you take this, because when he says, take his body, what we receive with the brokenness of his body is complete wholeness, complete healing. So if you need a healing in your body, if you have a physical need tonight, this is for you. If you have a soul issue, your hurt, your mind and will and emotions, those are all a part of your soul. And if you have a problem there, this is for you. And if you have a spiritual problem, this is for you. So as we take the bread tonight, whatever need you have, I want you to bring it to the Lord and lay it before him and receive what he has for you tonight. The fullness of who he has been for you, who he is for you, and who he will be for you. So Jesus, he broke the bread, and he said, this is my body. Take this now in remembrance of me. As you've taken this bread, God has said yes to your, to your requests. That's the goodness of our Father. So this is the blood which was shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. So tonight, before we take the blood, um, the cup, Think about it, Maybe is there an area in your life you need forgiveness of? And I want you to offer that up to the Lord as you do this. Also, you need to forgive somebody. If somebody's hurt you or betrayed you, we've all had things happen to us, especially in this last year where we've kind of been disappointed. But if you need, a, if you need to forgive somebody, this is what it's for. The one thing he said when we receive his blood, we get his forgiveness. But we know Jesus always said one of the things he asks us is to forgive those who have trespassed against us, as the Lord's Prayer says. So I want you to be intentional when you take this. There's a sin, ask him for forgiveness. If there's someone you need to forgive, take it to him and forgive them. So, Lord, this is the blood for the forgiveness of sin. And before we take this, we're going to go to you right now and ask for forgiveness of the things we've done, and we forgive those people who've done things to us. Before you take the blood, there's one more thing. Denny Johnson, who was the wife, the deceased wife of, um, thank you, Johnson. Dale Johnson, thank you. It just blanked me out. Um, Wrote a book on the the blood and the cake in the covenant of communion. And what she said it really stuck with me is that it is such a beautiful time to pray for others as you take communion. It's, it's an interactive time between you and the Lord. And what I've been doing lately is, I take when I take communion, I begin to lift up my family members, my lost family members, the member, members of my family that need prayer. You can pray for your nation. You can pray for your city. You can pray for your church. The Lord loves these prayers, and as you take the cup tonight, there's prayers that you have, if you want to lift them up for your family members or whatever you want to lift them up for, now would be the time to do it. So I'll give you a minute to think about those people, name them out loud, you can whisper them with um, let's and then we'll take the cup together. Because communion is not just this way, it's this way too. Thank you that you hear us, and you you love these people even more than we do, Lord, and so we take the cup tonight, and we honor you as as we do, Lord, and we thank you for the blood of your forgiveness, making us whole, making us right. (laughs) Go on. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to read a scripture out of the Old Testament, and all this will kind of go together. You'll, you'll probably see it at the end, how it kind of comes together anyway, and I'm going to be reading this out of Ezekiel 36, and I'm starting with verse 25. Uh, 36. And verse 25. And I'm going to take you, and we're going to read through 27, and I'll take it apart little bits at a time. <clears throat> it says, and This is the Lord speaking to Ezekiel Then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will keep my judgments or commandments and you will do them. As I read this, I I was thinking, you know, we have through the communion, we've gone through that first part of it where he says about the cleanliness of God that He will give, He will clean us, and I felt like God was saying tonight, you know, you've gone through that part of it, and as I was doing that, I was actually looking again and further. And he said on this, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will keep the judgments, and you will do them. I think sometimes um, we live in an age where it's, um, I'm coming to realize that if we don't have the power of the Holy Spirit within us, it's really hard to do those things that God calls us to. Um, it's very easy to go the way of the world or go the way, you know. And, I, I, you know, I think every person struggles. I know I, there's thing, things I will go on my flesh, and then I'll come back. Oh, God, you know, what have I done? <laughs> and I think what I'm hearing from the Lord tonight is he's saying what he has said to me is that he wants you to be refreshed with the Holy Spirit tonight because he, you need that help to do those things God's called you to do. You need that help to walk in the ways that he has. And to do it in our own power does not work. But his promise is there. And he, when he sent the Spirit to us, when Jesus sent the Spirit after he died, this is what the Holy Spirit does. He's the teacher. He's our leader. He's our comforter. He provides everything that Jesus wants to provide for us in the spirit that he gives us as he puts it inside of us. Earlier this week, I went through, I felt the Lord gave me a word out of um, the Psalms. And I felt he said, go to Psalm 24. So in Psalm 24, I'm going to start with verse 3. It says, who may ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who may stand in this holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to an idol, nor swears deceitfully. I'm dropping down. And this is what the Lord said to me. This is the Jacob, the generation of those who seek him and who seek your face. What I heard the Lord say to me in that is that he's calling, and especially when I found out I was going to be speaking to, to you, he said, you are the Jacob generation. And when I, I felt I didn't really understand that, and I heard the Lord, I was kind of asking, Lord, what does this really mean? He says, well, look it up and Google it up. So I Googled it up, and actually, this was a prophetic word given last year, calling the generation a Jacob's generation, and it means those who will seek and see revival. Now, we're hearing about revival, and we're hearing about all the good things that are coming up. So, it, to me, I was just felt like this was such a word to give you, that you are a Jacob generation. So, why is it, so what does he say? How do you get to that Jacob generation? Again, clean hands and a pure heart. Same thing he's held in Ezekiel. He's going to cleanse them, and he's going to give them that heart of flesh, a, uh, clean hands and a pure heart. So I thought, wow. And he kept showing me your age. He kept showing me you're, you're important. So and I prayed about it, um, I actually had a dream um, just the other night, and the Lord gave me this dream, and he said what it meant in the dream. Um, and I was going to give birth, but I couldn't go into the hospital. They wouldn't let me in. And hospital represents church. It represents, it can be revival. The Lord told me in my dream it meant revival. I couldn't go in and have that baby until all the preparation was done. Preparation, I had to be cleansed. And and it was a movement time. It was a time to continue to move. It's not a, a time that you just stay and just wait for something. You have to do something. And, of course, when you're pregnant and you're going to have a baby, you're going to need to be walking. And, and he said, you're going to just, you need to keep moving. And I thought that was so neat because I, what he said to me, he said, make sure you tell them that revival's coming, but there's preparation. You can be ones who are going to see revival, and you're going to be a part of it, but are you going to be one of the ones that are prepared for it? It's a whole different, it's a whole different ball game." The Lord has just showed me in my, in my life, I need to be prepared. There is an active time. How do we do this? We do this again by st- communion, staying clean, looking for those things, forgiving people. Those are big things in our lives right now to continue to do. But we need that preparation time. So on New Year's Eve, I had this uh, word, another word given to me, and he actually it was a vision, he gave me a picture, and we're singing about revival songs, fire of God coming, they were incredible, and all of a sudden he says to me, he said, I showed me a picture of a candelabra, the candlestick at the menorah, and he said, in order to keep that fire going, you need fresh oil. And, and that is what I'm here tonight to do is to give you a fresh touch of the holy spirit that will help you in this preparation time. It'll help re- it'll help keep the passion and the fire going. We get very drained in in with life situations, but God says I want to touch you tonight. So that has been my heart tonight is to just tell you to be prepared. How do you prepare? I'm going to tell you if you read your word, and you've heard it before, but I'll tell you what he speaks. This is how he's. Oh, from the time I got saved, I can read scripture, and he will literally speak to me. And I ask him. I say, "What do you want me to read?" I don't have a plan. I have. I mean, I'm. He'll just tell me what to read, and then he'll he'll tell me all about it. Pick it up, read it. Because if you want to go further with him, Revelation is your key. Wisdom is your key, and this is your. Your source right here is his word. So-